0: good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome in to episode 15 kfabe council the show where we review and critique news topics and segments of the world of professional wrestling my name is pretty tony and alongside me as always it's tf joker joker what's the crack man what's going on
1: absolutely nothing just as pretty usual just i'm moving about while you do the intro and then just you yeah, know kind of sitting here trying to attempt to look pretty
0: yeah, a little moving and shaking, a little Alex Wright, perhaps, a little Das Wunder kid, a little a Disco Inferno, perhaps?
1: No, 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 none of that. Making sure myself is just, you know, comfortable in my chair and, you know.
0: Fair enough, all good. You know, yeah, we, we usually do this for about an hour, hour and a half, so, you know, we want to make sure that we're not only comfortable in our minds, but comfortable in our bodies as well.
1: And I am a terrible fidgeter. I do like to fidget in my chair, so <laughs> as you well know, PT, as you well know,
0: It's all good. Uh, a little behind the scenes, I also edit the the episode, so Joker's poking a little fun there. So uh, that Thank notwithstanding, um, yeah, we're doing. I'm feeling good today, actually. Uh, I'm not as exhausted as usual, which is shocking.
1: So that is uh, that is strange to hear from you, but it's very welcome. Strange, I, I'm glad to hear that, bud
0: perhaps i am slightly more hydrated and i you know had a nice shower beforehand so like you know feel a little bit more refreshed and it's like not it's not like 95 degrees fahrenheit like almost 40 celsius so that's also nice
1: (laughs) it's not melt your home kind of weather it's like oh yeah well actually you know we're temperate now
0: yeah so definitely for sure so it's a little bit more comfortable um, yeah. So we're doing okay here. And uh, once again, uh, for the folks checking out the audio as well as the video portions of the episode. Thank you folks so much for the downloads as well as the watches and the likes and shares and everything. It's been really nice to see that folks are checking out the content and they're, you know, they're giving us the uh, the likes and stuff and, and the views. So super, super appreciate it. Thank you guys so much.
1: Yeah, we're up here at episode 15. I'm not sure either PT or myself would have believed we'd get past episode one. But, you know, all things, uh, all things considered, I think we're we're doing pretty well. And thank you very much for sticking along.
0: Yeah, thank you for sure. And as a, a quick note, there'll be a small programming change in regards to next week's episode. But we'll get to that at the, as our outro and our end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. And as a reminder you can find us in, y- in video form at youtube.com/kfabcouncil and in audio form wherever you get your podcast from. On this week's episode we look at John Moxley squashes CM Punk and we also take a look at Johnny Gargano returning to WWE. But coming up first John Moxley squashes CM Punk. So on this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite, we saw the unification match of sorts of the interim AEW World Champion of Jon Moxley and the reigning AEW World Champion CM Punk collide there in the state of Ohio. So we end up seeing, because this one's rather quick, so stay with us, we end up seeing the match start. they circling. They end up doing a... Strong collar and elbow tie up. Going to the corner, John Moxley breaks dirty with vicious punches and forearms. And then we see Punk return the favor, knees in the corner, and gets a headbutt from John. CM Punk fires back with a roundhouse kick with his right foot, but ends up going down, screaming and clutching his surgically repaired left foot thereafter. Mox hits a lariat. An overhead hammer and anvil elbows to a downed punk who then grabs his foot and wrenching it, of course, adding a little bit more torque to it. Death Rider connects, gives him the finger guns, drawing him up, and hits the paradigm shift for the one, two, three in a shoot, because I actually timed it, three minutes and nine seconds. So. In something that John goes on to in a post match interview or post match segment, rather, say, You didn't believe this was going to happen or this wasn't supposed to happen, was it? John gets the victory over CM Punk, becoming the undisputed AW now world champion, no longer interim, in three minutes and nine seconds. So we'll start it off here, Joker the reactions to the match itself
1: um yeah so i watched it in the morning uh as i do with most things wrestling you know have, having it on and in, in the super late evening is annoying so I sat there with my coffee and was kind of looking forward to this i had heard that it wasn't uh wasn't gonna be uh wasn't gonna be anything too much of a shocker i was like you know, in my brain, I was like, "This is going to happen." Okay, sat there with my coffee, just kind of sat there with my coffee getting cold. As three minutes and nine seconds later, I was like, "What the heck just happened?" Legitimately looked at this and went, "Oh, punk is going to start selling early." Okay, cool,
2: and he's pinned. Well then, what what what, what do we do from here? Because this was, like, yeah. legitimately, my brain
1: kind of went into... Whenever, whenever you see something uh, that's a wee bit shocking, you kind of try and uh, evaluate it and go, well, where do we go from here, this, that, and the other. And this was like, a, you know, a dial tone just went off in my brain, going, this has to be a mistake. This has to be miscommunication. This has to be something silly. Uh, Why did we just have John Squash Punk in three minutes and nine seconds? What is there to gain from
0: this? Yeah, quite shocking because of the, the nature, just the shortness of the match. Again, three minutes, nine seconds for a world title unification match with granted roughly two weeks of buildup and especially again sort of heated or more over the top personalities. And especially kind of with that, the previous episode of Dynamite had that like brawl at the beginning and then they interrupted what would have been a Tony Nese match and kind of a, you know, a return to sort of a brawling nature of that. So for it to end there was just confusing. We have questions, a little odd sort of disappointing. All these kind of run the gamut of emotions in terms of folks' initial reactions.
1: Two weeks is a bit generous. Generally we had one show. We had one week because I don't include that little run in from Punk to save John from uh, the, the JF. J-S.
0: Like
1: It was just Punk coming in and that was the one week of them going then, as, as news reports it was John's idea to uh to run this match on TV. Like, okay, cool. Like, you know, he can he can put whatever he wants into creative and see what comes out of it. Um The only thing that I can think of whenever it comes to this is what he wanted is because they were doing it in Ohio. He's a hometown
2: boy. And if this was the result,
1: this is why he wanted to do it in his home state. He wanted this big win. And I, am you know, fair play to the man. You know, you're you're the interim champion, as we've we were all led to believe. You can request whatever the heck you want, but your opponent is the best in the world. I'm gonna keep using these little abbreviation, these little uh, these little fingers here, the little finger quotes, because an awful lot of it is just strange and strange just every single brain cell in my head when I think about it. We have Punk come back after a couple of months. And then he talks a big game. And, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of him talking this big game because I was like, well, you know, what, do, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to start fights. You're trying to start old fights. You're not paying attention to the new fight. And then you lose in three minutes, nine seconds. You know? Like, why is, is the me overarching question in my head?
0: This match has seemed to have left us with more questions than answers, for sure. Mm-hmm. I did also read that it was John's notion to move up the match. Again, with it being in Ohio, I believe they were in Cleveland, but John is a Cincinnati boy. For him to win it in his home state, or just cement the fact that he is now the world champion as opposed to and remove the interim title it's confusing again we touched on it a little bit in the previous episode but the fact that at that point the week before they were roughly two weeks out of the pay-per-view which it was scheduled for then they announced it on that show now we're moving it to the next week so now we at that point are roughly 12 days out on the on the day of the show to have that match and now you you know as of the recording of this episode you don't have a world title match scheduled for all out which is in roughly a week's time you know so it seems very very interesting again i'm going with the notion of it's leaving me with more questions than answers
1: yeah um it's and that's not a really that's not really a good thing whenever it comes to the situation that we're currently in. Like you said, we are eight days, seven days, eight days out from time of recording. I think it's on a Sunday. So uh, you know, from all out. And before uh before we started recording today, we we're talking about the big ticket items that should be uh notified on those on those cards weeks in advance. And the AEW world title is one of those big-ticket items. Like You would look at a, a pay-per-view card, and you would look at these title matches. No matter what the fight card is, UFC, WWE, boxing, the AEW, you have to see if there is going to be a big-ticket item on there, and is that a title match for the world heavyweight or the world whatever-weight titles that you're interested in. Yes? they're on there sweet i'm gonna buy that pay-per-view i'm gonna buy a ticket i'm gonna make the effort no they're not on there meh whatever man don't care like this is huge in terms of getting people to buy a pay-per-view or buy tickets and to me is a huge deal breaker if i was going to buy tickets and travel and go and see this I would legitimately be refunding my tickets and and cancelling my trip or using my time off to go and do something else because this is one of the only things and then I could catch I could catch the highlights somewhere else like it is legitimately silly that some of these some of these organizations it's not just AEW WWE has done it in the past where they don't announce all these matches weeks in advance there are some of these matches that need to be announced. You have to do the title matches. That is the ones that you need to do. If you want to add, if you want to sprinkle in some really cool matches in between as surprises, go ahead, do that. I love to see that. Because anybody, like, I'm expecting John Moxley versus Punk and I get Ryan Danielson versus Jericho. Sweet. That's an added bonus. But why are we having this? Big ticket item for free on TV, the last three minutes and nine seconds.
0: You hit the nail on the head in terms of we've been accustomed to big sporting events, boxing, MMA, sprinkling some WWE in the past, right? That you have a big event and double, double or nothing as well as all out are AWS big marquee events especially All Out because it started with All In and then All Out is their kind of sort of anniversary kind of big big show the nature of I'm going to buy the pay-per-view I'm going to buy a ticket to see it live because ooh there's going to be this big championship match cool I want to see that which is why again I'm buying the pay-per-view spending 40, 50 bucks or whatever or buying the streaming thing for like 40 bucks or something or buying you know the the ticket and the hotel room and then the the rental car or the gas or whatever the have you to go up to this to, go up to this event because it's like oh, I'm gonna see this match that I've wanted to see Now the potential that it's off, you know, again at the time of recording there is no AEW World Heavyweight Championship match there. So yeah, it's kind of not to say it's not a bait-and-switch But it's more of like just a letdown kind of like well here We've accustomed to here's the match. All right. We're gonna here's the build right We're gonna make you feel this is why it's important. This is why you want to see it This is why you want to pay to see it type of thing right as any match again They do it in they do it in MMA. They do it in boxing. They've done it in the past in wrestling You want to spend your money to see this particular matchup? Here's why We're, we're telling you why and we're not really getting that honestly with all due respect You know, AEW seemingly, at least I feel, has dropped the ball on this pay-per-view for All Out. We see the World Trio's championship match literally waiting till four or five days before to set the final, which I feel like could have been maybe the week previous and then do a build-up the last week to tell us why and make me feel important as to why this championship kind of is important or why these guys are fighting type of thing, why this is a big matchup. There's no AW World Championship match. I think there's the like casino Battle royale with cheese ladder match thing. There's no participants announced at the time of recording. They have a dynamite and have a rampage to announce it, but I think again, where I'm going with this is that if you want me to buy the show, you want me to watch it, you want me to go to the show. I'd like for it to to have an idea of why. I'm going knowing what to see and and investing my money into getting the show or going to the show because of these matchups that I'm going to see. And I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's been lack. It's this particular one, especially in the last two or three weeks, has been lackluster.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in complete and total agreement with you.
1: I am disappointed by. The, the lack of card. And it's not the first time, and it won't be the last time, unfortunately. The uh, cards that have been going for AEW, this and the previous NJPW crossover, uh, both had 13. Sorry, the previous NJPW and the previous uh, AEW one uh, both had uh, 13 matches on it. Before that, it was 12. Subsequent. Uh, or rather going backwards in time, we have had AEW pay-per-views with 10 matches. So the matches have been, you know, we've been getting more and more and more added on to these pay-per-views, and people have been complaining that these are a wee bit too long. Like, fair enough, some of them have ran long. You know, maybe, you know, four hours is a bit long for a pay-per-view. We all complain when Raw is like three hours long. But, I mean, we want to get our money's worth, but we don't know what we're buying. Like, whenever you look at something online, if you're on uh, any of your websites that you want to buy any of your clothes or your food or whatever you want to do, you look at it, you look at the reviews, and you know what you're buying, you know what you're getting into, and you know what you're putting your money forward for, right? But for this, you have 50% of the card, possibly, that has been predetermined that is there like the matches are there that we're supposed to get these matches, but I don't know who's going to be in them. I don't know who's going to be in that ladder match. I don't know who's going to be in the finals of this trios match. I don't know if there's going to be a World uh, title. World Heavyweight and World Heavyweight title match. The women's title match has changed. The TBS title just got added. And in my opinion, and you know it heavily heavily touted this one is like I believe that one is uh, should have been announced beforehand because it was probably the more prolific title for the women anyway um, and then you have some other matches in between and one other match has been pulled which was the eddie versus sammy match but we all know why that in this previous weeks of uh, news why that's been pulled anyway um so there has been a lot of stuff that has been pulled there's been a lot of stuff that has been changed there is a lot of stuff that's yet to be announced and this could all be fixed by forward planning now, i get that uh people like to say tk likes his uh likes his long-term booking likes you know the fact that we have these sporadic pay-per-views because we build up to it but to me the long-term booking only works in conjunction with these pay-per-views if we get the blow-off we've already had a terrible blow-off with this aw world title match three minutes nine seconds for CM Punk versus John Moxley. This is the first time in a long time this match was supposed to happen. And we get three minutes of a couple of moves. A collar elbow tie-up, a dirty break
2: from each player, a kick, a, a death rider. You know, absolutely nothing. This was this was honestly a big letdown.
1: And is leading into another letdown, and the matches that have been put up on the card, as good as some of them can be, don't hold the heft, don't hold the weight to a CM Punk versus John Moxley brawl. This man's coming back from injury, having to have having uh, to uh, step away from the the title scene. This man has carried the company in his absence. You know the the very violent guys are going to go at it.
2: Ugh.
1: Disappointments abound.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. Again, with it being three minutes and nine seconds, just you were expecting if it was on the pay per view, you'd expect it to go twenty five, maybe thirty minutes. We were going to joke that both guys were going to get color this, that, and the third. Like we sort of had sort of expectations, and now you move it up to a free free on TV and ends in ends in three minutes plus it's just like all right so kind of begs the question of sort of let down that that notion or that lofty expectations of what we had but going back to the match itself like we don't know you know Punk was carted off and had to be carried to the back type of thing so you know person to person I hope I hope he's not injured you know cuz he had to take the guts of 2 months off and having surgery on his foot whatever it was and now you know we don't know the dude uh dude could be injured again which is again just sort of unfortunate
1: yeah the the surgery on the foot unsure obviously what it was to repair what was broken what was torn what was uh n- n- you know kind of nagging at him there um don't want to see anybody get injured uh for uh for long periods of time uh
2: that keep them away from what they love to do but was
1: he then coming back because of outside pressures um ahead of schedule just so that this could happen And if so, is the match, you know, sort of in there with a, well, we'll just have him come back, show his face, pop a rating, and then bish, bash, bosh, we'll have him come back somewhere down the line. It, You know, me asking those questions, I already have an answer to my own question is, stop giving us interim
2: champions. Every company ever should vacate the champion's title if they are unable
1: to defend it. They need to vacate that title. The person who wins a series of matches then becomes the new actual champion. There's no unification match needed. We don't need, because he's being called the undisputed AEW title holder now. Or undisputed AEW champion is Mr. John Moxley. He's not undisputed. Because he can be disputed every time there's a number one contender. There's only one belt. He only has to hold one. They don't have two big men's titles like
2: Fed does. There's no WWE and you know Universal. There's only one belt. So he's not undisputed. He's just the
1: guy who won. Because he was the guy who kind of took over for the the time being. So stop with the interim stuff. It's what we're getting for the women's title. I don't like that either. Just have them vacate the title and have the former champion who vacated come back as the number one contender whenever they are healthy. Because we do not need them to pop ratings. In TK's world, he has a stacked roster full of talent. Some of it is arguably better than CM Punk, and some of it can be bigger than CM Punk if you let them be. But apparently, we have to have that name draw, because we're going to AEW's hometown of Chicago.
0: Yeah, super interesting. The notion of the interim titles was set pretty early on, we saw Cody... Be away essentially for two weeks, which was around the time, if I'm not mistaken, around the first battle of the belts, where he was supposed to face Sammy. Ended up being essentially just not medically cleared for basically two weeks. So Sammy fought Dustin, became the TNT interim TNT cha- uh, champion, and then he subsequently faced Cody. Maybe it was a ladder match or something. To the effect, but either way, Sammy won, defeated Cody. Now again. And that's where we got Sammy with the two belts, if I'm not mistaken. So we showed that, you know, we've had an interim world champion. We're going to see an interim women's world champion. so TK made the decision himself, taking nods from boxing and and MMA, to have an interim. I'm kind of, you know, I don't know where I sit with that, you know, I... I like the notion that it's slightly different, but then I'm also kind of agreeing you with you just you know if if the if the champion is hurt and they can't do it, like it is unfortunate, but you know maybe maybe they should vacate the title and not have this interim, because, you know John sort of was a little bit more articulate with it, you know, saying that he did when punk got hurt, he ended up going through all the rigmarole to ended up you know beating beating the battle Royale winner, beating Tanahashi. And then he was on TV with the belt and fighting and fighting people and fighting, you know, contender matches and, and actually defending the title. So he was, he was carrying it and and being that workhorse of sorts. So, you know, would it make sense for sort of John to be called the champion? I feel that's fair because he was putting in that work and he had the belt and he was doing the thing. So, you know, I, I, don't think there's a right answer, but I don't know. I think just what we think about the execution of it hasn't sort of hit home.
1: My personal right answer is do away with this interim. Absolute nonsense. You know, being polite about it, it's nonsense. I don't like it.
2: It is pathetic because
1: we hear weeks and weeks and weeks that john is the interim title holder he's the interim aew title holder he's the interim aw champion and then in the week before punk in fact the, the the night of punk coming back for his stupid little run-in that i hated it gets mentioned blown out the wazoo that he is interim this interim that interim this interim that and you're like okay guys calm down he is carrying your company right now because. There's no tNT champion there's no TBS champion and there's no aew women's champion there's dang sure no aew tag team champion on your show and the, the, the trio's titles hasn't even finished yet so the only aew champion on that show for the entire
2: summer that was doing anything of note was John Moxley
1: I find it very disrespectful to put someone of his caliber in that position to carry your company and berate him and refer to him as an interim title holder.
0: I think even in that match with the Lionheart Chris Jericho, even JR just mentioned, he just why, why are we calling him interim? He's a champion. He basically kind of shot it down, to your point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, 100%, he's the only one, but we all know how JR is at the minute. You know, JR kinda of, he's just fast and loose with his words. He calls it like it is. He's he's he he has earned that right to be that guy I am, but a simple bald guy on the internet spouting absolute bollocks. But you know, here we are. I have the same opinion as JR. I hate the interim thing. Um, I know other people will be like, Oh yeah, but then it, it kind of brings brings in the fact that the champion comes past like there's there's a way we have To deal with that, it's the champion comes back when they're good and ready, and then they go. I never lost that title. I want a fair crack at it, and everybody goes. Well, actually, you're right. So I don't see. I don't see the problem in that. You know, I kind of want that. Then goes like, well, it's aw wins and losses matters. Like, well, since they vacated the title, they haven't won or lost, so they're at a neutral footing. They're the former champion. They deserve a rematch. Like, you know, there's no way you can get around this argument. If you vacate the title due to an injury, then you have every right to come back and contest that title as the number one contender at that time, in my personal opinion. And that's the way this should have worked. And with with the Cody thing, it should have worked then. Like, he was away for two weeks if he wanted to drop the title for two weeks. Like, let's face it, Wardlow hasn't defended the TNT title for three weeks, but he still hasn't vacated it. Um, and then hey, have... he
0: just faced Ralph Ziggler, Dolph's brother, on da Rampage uh-huh, the uh-huh. other night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. words out loud.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, That wasn't a match, that was just an absolute abomination of uh, of time-wasting. Um, and then you have, you know, all these other champions, like, uh oh, the tag team titles, where are they? Swerve in our glory. Absolutely love these two individuals. Hate the tag team, hate the fact that they being misused. Like, what is going on here? You can you can you can see that TK has all these toys, and he's just like, which one do I play with today? Which one do I play with today? Oh, I forgot I had that one. Mommy attached the leg back to my CM Punk doll. I want to play with him for a little bit. It's like, but wait, I was playing really well with my John Moxie doll.
2: Hmm. Oh, tag teams. Like, you know, he, he doesn't know what to do.
1: Legitimately doesn't know what to do. It frustrates me that we are stuck in a world where we have all this talent, um, such a, a brand new arena to to see them compete in that is not the former WWE. You know, they are free and clear to do what they want uh to take independent bookings and see all that there uh you know see all that progress and and work and do what they want and some of these individuals feel like that they're just back in the fed they're being underutilized they're being mishandled and because it's not vkm doing it everybody's like oh it's aew where you get to shed blood and swear and give people the finger so it's to be better than whatever Vincent was doing, you're like, shut up. Go back to bed. Because clearly you have no idea what you're doing sleep talking in front of my face. Like, you have not woken up from this dream that is whatever you think this is, but it's not. For some people, this is a nightmare.
0: It's challenging in the sense of sometimes when you have too much choice, it ends up being a detriment because it just takes too long to figure out. It was just too many things Things to kind of go around, but it can be tough and I can understand your point. So but the notion that At least it feels from a fan's perspective that TK has his favorites or his folks that he likes to use a lot more than others and potentially maybe that was with Punk where You know, we don't know and because with all due respect as a fan. I shouldn't know someone an athlete's personal medical history It's not for me to say or to know, but maybe he wasn't 100% when he came back. We don't know. Going back to the notion of we have more questions than answers. But I feel like, you know, again, with this sort of being moved up and type of things and the definitive nature of sort of John winning and, and the questionable nature of sort of Punk's situation in the match, again, we go back to the notion of all out. There's rumblings that. There, that's the match at all out. It's Punk and Mox, a rematch 11, 12 days after the fact. So, again, it's not been announced officially, but that's the rumblings of that's the main event Mox and and Punk in Chicago, which leads you to believe that potentially, if that is indeed the fact and that does come true, Punk wins it in Chicago. Big you know, big ovation of the crowd.
1: Yeah. And and he, here's here's the thing. It's also a big ovation of the crowd, but it's a big middle finger to John. Like, if we're to believe that it was John Moxie's idea to have this match in in, uh, in his home state, and then it's because we're heading home to Chicago that Punk gets the rebound. We're in 50-50 booking territory here, boys and girls this is something that people complain about whenever the fed did it because vince didn't really know from week to week who he liked and who won last time oh maybe we'll have them lose this time you know we had essentially the end of the story with this three minute squash match and the really slick promo of oh the best in the world my ass sort of thing you know that wasn't meant to be like that. Okay, yeah, it would have been even funner if you had pulled in an Urkel and went, "Oh, did I do that?" I would have, I would have popped, popped big for that. Even though we don't get Urkel over here, <laughs> so <laughs> we never, we never did have it. I just remember seeing it on the internet, which twice. Um, and it's one of those things that
2: if you see the end of this, so. Word, it's just it was just a statement.
1: It was a statement ending. What comes after is just ridiculous. Like, there's nothing more to this for me. There, you cannot rebuild this story. What what do you do? You have punk come out, be all irate, and it's like this is my hometown, and I deserve a rematch, John. It's like John comes out and goes, No, and gives him the finger guns. Like John has
2: no impetus to take this match. There's no reason for him to even talk to Punk right now because Punk lost and he is now at the back of the line.
0: Well, if the rumbling, I agree with you, and the rumblings are indeed true that they are again set to square off at all out. Again, they only have Dynamite and they only have Rampage. So you best believe if you're going to have a World Championship match, you better set some time on Dynamite. I wouldn't leave it to Rampage, but on Dynamite, have a segment, have an in-ring town hall. Make me believe, make me want, make me invested in why they should have a rematch. And make me feel that it's important, if it indeed is the fact. But all due respect, I'm in agreement with you. We had an emphatic statement win and then that follow-up promo. Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. So, yeah, I don't with all due respect to Mr. Charles Montgomery Punk. It's you had you had your shot type of thing and it's yeah, so.
1: You're dumb. Yeah. So, better luck next time, Punk. This was not the summer of Punk. It's not even going to be the autumn of Punk.
0: So it's again just confusing. I'll reiterate the fact that we have more questions than answers as we go, as we lead ourselves into the pay-per-view coming up next week. And it's a tough spot for the fans. It's a tough spot for the talents. It's a tough spot for TK to try and make sense of all this. So
1: it's John Moxley fan though. I am incredibly happy.
0: Fair enough. Those were our thoughts on the John Moxley squash of CM Punk on Dynamite. So let us know what your thoughts were in the comment section down below on YouTube or on Twitter and Instagram. All right, coming up to our next topic here, we have Johnny Gargano returning to WWE. There's a bit of surprise this past week's episode of Monday Night Raw, where we came back from commercial and all of a sudden, rebel heart plays over the pa and much to the surprise and delight of many folks we had the return of johnny gargano which was actually awesome and of a small note we ended up seeing him actually being presented as johnny gargano which sort of over and supersedes the fact that the under former management vkm didn't want folks to have part of their real names and or names that they had previously used on the independent scene. They can have a totally original trademarkable WWE name, but I'm glad that he came back as Johnny Gargano, so that's nice. But he jumps into the ring, gets on the mic, and his man, hes just hadn't been here in nine months, and he's trying to get his sea legs back. For those that didn't know, his name is Johnny Gargano. He was kind of a big deal in NXT. He's a former NXT champion, three-time North American champion, tag team champion, First ever triple crown champion so he starts off acknowledges the crowd he's getting in there again super appreciative that he got his theme that he had he's allowed to keep his name thank you trips appreciate it new management yay just the small things like that because of the presentation but the fact that he also was allowed to remind folks that Either had saw him previously in NXT or for the folks that may not be as familiar with him like hey we have the running narrative it's no longer a disconjointed like this is you know John you know John Smith a, a brand new guy no this is Johnny Gargano who has a a running narrative hey he was a big deal in NXT I was allowed to acknowledge that I was in NXT it was a champion type of thing I'm back this is why kind of in part why I'm a big deal so yeah all around just good start and I like, again, like the fact that he was able to acknowledge the crowd and soak it in the adulation. And by all accounts, it was a sort of big surprise to, again, folks in the crowd, to some folks there that he, they did one of those, let's keep him in a bus hidden backstage and only bring him out just before he's about to go out stage. So awesome. So with that being said, what are your thoughts on Johnny coming back on Raw?
1: Um, This was a huge departure from the norm Uh, it's like you said like he got the opportunity to say i was kind of a big deal on nxt the only sort of um information we get about anybody being on nxt is whenever the commentators most notably michael cole is like down on nxt or back in nxt or you know this that and the other he he or she was this title holder and Johnny got to list his accolades himself to a crowd who was pretty, you know, pretty, pretty happy to receive him. Uh, because as he stated also, he won he won one of his matches in that very stadium in Toronto as well. Um, and you know, they were all really happy to see him. As soon as Rebel Heart came out, I was like,
2: that's Rebel, that's Rebel Heart. Oh. Johnny Garglen goes coming out. Okay, cool. Why? What are we doing? Like we I think the match before the break
1: was something to do with Tommaso Champa. And I think the Miz had just been kidnapped beforehand. I can't remember if that was the if that was the order of operations.
0: Maybe. Um, maybe, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was kind of like expecting. In my head, because I'd already had it spoiled that the Johnny Wrestling was back in, in wrestling, because uh, I woke up sleepy-eyed, opened Twitter to my detriment, and went, uh, oh, Johnny Gargano's trending. Oh, damn. And then, went, you know, well, whatever. That's that's that spoiled. Uh, so as soon as Tommaso Ciampa came out and they were doing that, I was like, oh, maybe this is the Gargano thing. Um, so I was like, oh, we're going to get this DIY sort of... You know, ships in the night sort of thing, uh, which would have been pretty cool. Um, what we got was a little bit better, but I was still very surprised to see just a plain old walk into the ring, and it's and this is not a bad thing. This is actually a really good thing because some of the reveals have been. Carrying um, cross just comes in and knocks Drew McIntyre at his butt uh and then you have uh dexter loomis coming in and trying to kidnap people and then you just you have you have um uh ronda rousey jumping in the ring and throwing money and hit row yeah you was a hit row coming in and having a surprise match
0: yeah against the tag team local competitors yeah
1: and like we said it's all about presentation and johnny gargano was just told i can assume by by big papa trips um, okay, right, Oregano, you know, go on out there and have yourself uh five, ten minutes and do what you want. Like just just tell them who you are and then you know, you you tell me what the code is and I'll I'll send out the next part.
2: And it's like no problem, Papa Paul.
0: Yeah, it's one of those I did like it was a simple setup, like just just go out there and be like, you know. Soak it in, in a sense, like maybe a little bit to the effect of that Triple H coming in Madison Square Garden, January of 2002, coming back off the injury, being uh, from the quad tear for like being away eight, nine months type of thing. It's like, just go out there and just, you know, I am that damn good, I am, you know, type of thing and remind people of who in the hell I am type of thing. So just one of those soak it in. Yeah, And just, just one of those kind of, maybe the direction was just like, feel it, go with it, react to the moment type of thing, which essentially was what Johnny felt. Cause there was a time, like he was, a, he was like, all right, cool. Got in the ring, grabbed the mic, was about to start. And the crowd was just going ape. So then he puts it down and just does like a lap and he's just like, dude, I'm going to soak this in type of thing. You know, cause it's like, yeah. you only, you maybe as a, as a pro athlete, as a wrestler too, you maybe get maybe one, two of those moments, maybe like ever in your career. So it's just like, dude, just like feel it type of thing. So mm-hmm. I do, I, to your point about it being simple, but I, I do like the fact that we got to see Johnny like the person, like Johnny, just the guy kind of be like, yeah. cool, like, all right, I'm going to take this moment for, you know, just a couple minutes and then move on with the segment. So yeah, it was cool.
1: Johnny, the new dad he yeah. he he mentioned throughout his promos like I've been changing diapers these last nine months and I've been I've been playing with my kid you know I've been I haven't been doing this because I have been living this entire life and if you see his his Twitter feed it's pictures of him his wife and their newborn baby yeah and you know he's he's taking them to Disney he's dressing them up you know he's he's it's it's some of the most adorable content on twitter i'm not gonna lie whenever you see pictures of johnny and his his little son you're just like (laughs) it's like okay what are they gonna do now that's uh it's really really funny but for him to sort of address that because like you said the triple h he, he came back and he listed his accolades and he's a big freaking deal like he came back in all the denim that canada you know and america could muster
0: all uh, the denim over of, on top of, of leather.
1: <laughs> yeah, on top of the tiniest little bit of leather that he could find. Um, I think, you know, maybe maybe uh somebody in the back had a leather jacket. and He was like, I have too much denim. What can I offset this with? But anyway. More uh, leather. He, <sighs> more leather. More leather, punk. And then he just poured the water on his head. You know, it's like, okay, cool. I'm out of the shower. I've got all my denim. I'm a badass. Um, whereas Johnny went out and he was just wearing, you know, jeans, jeans, sweat, you know, a T-shirt, and uh, he was, you know, dry hair, and he just came out he was like, I was a big freaking deal in NXT, you know? I, I, I've been changing diapers. So you can go from being a big deal to being a dad. And I just, I love that sort of, you know, he what he didn't seem like he came out to be an egotistic prick. He came out and he was genuinely letting you know, I am here. I was a big deal. For those of you that do know me, hello. Those of you that don't know me, now you know my name, and you can go Google all my matches.
0: Yeah, and speaking of him kind of talking about himself and talking about his dreams, I did like the fact that he did mention like he dreamed of, and in this promo, kind of getting those impossible dreams, becoming the Intercontinental Champion, becoming a United States Champion, Becoming a WWE champion wrestling at WrestleMania type of things. so You know mentioning equating it back to him that he can teach his son that he he like himself Can reach impossible dreams So I do like the fact that I'm sure that was a shoot because he's even mentioned it in past interviews He's like, you know, the Intercontinental Championship was a big deal when I was younger type of thing so for him to also like Mention that but then also build up those titles again we're trying. We're seeing an actual effort being put into the IC, the US titles. So I do like that aspect as well.
1: Yeah. the um, the The past few weeks, I did. Uh, I think I've mentioned in passing, if not on uh, on recording to you, um, about how people have been expecting these titles just to instantly gain uh, gain some flair to them. You know, gain that shine back after years of neglect like the IC title not being put on pay-per-views never being defended uh the US title being an afterthought you know probably forgotten on a plane and train at some point crying out loud but now we have these banger matches with Bobby and Ciampa you have this banger match upcoming uh on a uh, clash of the castle with uh Gunther and Big Shemo like that's gonna be something and then you have Johnny Gargano Colloquially known as Johnny Wrestling, uh, looking at this and going, I want to get the IC title, I want the US title, you know, and mentioning them. Um, Yeah, you have this shine gradually being brought back. uh, And to me, it is elevating at every step of the way whenever you have people going, I want this title. And it's, it's like, Having a WWE champion like Sheamus as well, saying "I want the IC title because it's the only one I've not had," still elevates it. You know, you come on. So to him to for him to mention this, uh, you kind of already to your point, kind of getting excited for the possible matches that could appear: Johnny versus Bobby, Johnny versus Gunther, like or Sheamus. You know, whatever's going to happen, because. It's gonna be good,
0: yeah, for sure. And we end up seeing Austin Theory coming out, interrupting, and sort of raining on Johnny's parade. I do like the fact that they did give a "Who's Your Daddy?" A chant from the crowd, which yeah. plays on the part of sort of Austin Theory being sort of a "quote unquote" Vince pet project, Vince being his daddy, but then also harkening back to the way in NXT where he was in the faction along with Johnny and it was kind of like a little family thing where sort of Johnny and Candace were the mom and the dad. And, uh, theory was the, uh, kind of like bimbo kind of bimbro, I think is the term A sort of like a, you know, just sort of a big jock male kind of idiot stereotype character type of thing was the son and Indy, uh, was the sort of daughter type of thing. So it was a nice little callback to that.
1: Yeah. I did like, I did like Johnny playing up to like, like me, am, me? I, am, I, am I the dad? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you being me? <laughs> so yeah, no, I like that too. I thought it was really good. Uh, the crowd, the crowd, definitely hamming it up uh, to uh, to help Johnny ham it even further.
0: Yeah, but really good sort of improv on Johnny's part again to just kind of roll with it and sort of feed off the crowd and react. So actually, from a performance standpoint, just very very small but like awesome touch there.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And then theory, awesome theory, just kind of goes on. Just to say like, hey, you know, lots changed in the last month and essentially like, you know, I'm kind of a big deal around here. Youngest US champ, youngest money in the bank holder. He's sort of like done the things that you wanted to do, kid. So, Johnny, if you want to, much like you were looking out for me on NXT, if you want to get behind me, bud, and kind of uh, be in my shadow in a sense, I can lead you the way I type of thing, so and then they end up sort of setting up for the old school way high five and then Johnny just super kicks the taste out of Theory's mouth so nice little touch there
1: i loved it i loved it i love the so i don't love anything that theory does uh everything theory does as long as he has that stupid phone in his hand and he's taking selfies i immediately want to hit him and tell him to get off my screen not because he's good at being a hail but it just annoys the hell out of me like you just become an afterthought to me whenever you're immediately just kind of sat there going eh, the time." And you're just like no okay get the hell off my screen bro and for him to actually he, he got me here is like listening to him saying i've achieved everything you want to dream and i'm still going You know, like I've I have achieved the US, you know, I've got the US title. I've I've had a match at WrestleMania. I've got this briefcase, and I'm going to be, you know, the youngest blah blah blah. the super confidence like, you know what? This is really good. This is good leading into a match with uh with Johnny. And it could be spicy
2: enough to see a briefcase change. Ooh, okay. I am there's no basis absolutely no basis but I feel like
1: Johnny could get under theory's skin where he would be able to wager the uh, wager the, the um the briefcase against say a career you know get Johnny just to go away uh because otherwise it, it it's it's there's bare bones it's just there's nothing really to basis on um, but I did see someone tweet about it as well it's like oh maybe Johnny could take the briefcase off and maybe he could have the you know the title man um, I really don't care either way because if Theory holds on to it he's losing if Johnny holds on to it eh, he could probably take it off somebody if you really wanted to push him that hard trips Um but yeah I, I really did like the fact that we saw that super kick to the face but as soon as Theory was kind of looking the other way, holding that hand out for the high five. I was like, he's going to get super kick in the face. He's going to get super kicked in
0: the face. <laughs> you brought up the point of the Theory portion of the promo. And I actually agree. I am not the biggest, hugest fan of it, of Theory himself, at least in this current iteration. Kid's got a great physique. Can he's, Agile, he's got some moves. I think it's one of those things just the way he's been presented, at least on the main roster portion, hasn't sort of sunk in with me or hasn't resonated. But he did a really good job of kind of pulling back a little bit on that heel thing and sort of over the top and just kind of was like, Hey, like just sort of laid it out like, you know, I I've already been US champ. I've had a match. Again, all the points that you made, I'm going to be champion when I cash this in, type of thing. So you know, if you want, I can help you out. So, actually, did a really decent job in the promo itself. So, I will agree with you on that.
1: Yeah, it was the first time that I was—I actually kind of felt myself looking towards Terry and going,
2: "You're all right. You're not too bad. That's okay."
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, nice little natural—no, no pun intended—but way to lead into a sort of little match and a rivalry with Johnny Gargano and. Austin Theory itself so that should be that should be really cool and I actually you know probably maybe won't happen with the whole briefcase thing but I could see like yeah it's just actually a kind of cool little piece thread that they if they really wanted to go that route they could but in terms of you know like matchups forthcoming you know the Austin Theory match again makes sense which I because again they're both athletic guys so definitely looking forward to something like that the aforementioned Johnny looking to go for the U.S. or the intercontinental potential matchups with, again, the aforementioned Austin Theory, but the current title holders, Bobby, Lashley, as well as Gunther. Like, any one of those three matches seems like like it could be very good potential.
1: Yeah, like, we've seen... So, fans of NXT uh and watchers of nxt 2.0 might not have seen this but anybody who's seen any of the black and gold brand um especially whenever diy was around you know will have seen the whole uh champa and gargano growth into rivalry into you know uh that sort of whole friendly rivalry into we're kind of hate each other but we kind of respect each other um and that whole Gamut of matches that they ran through—they were all amazing. And the reason I'm bringing those up is because we only saw a couple weeks ago what Champa could do against Bobby Lashley, and him appearing on Raw means Gargano hasn't quite specifically picked Raw or been picked for Raw. But the fact he didn't appear on SmackDown leads me to believe that he was on. He's picked for Raw, and that's where he's going to be. So he's more practically going to go for. U.S. title, which kind of leads me to thinking that it is going to be the Bobby Lashers match, and if you see the if you see what the uh, the pre, you know, the Champa could do beforehand, imagine what his contemporary Gargano is going to be able to do. Like,
0: mm, it's going to be a good match. I'm going to agree with you. I would definitely. 100% look forward to a Johnny Gargano and Bobby Lashley match. It's something that, if I'm not mistaken, these guys have never fought before. Obviously, with Johnny being on the Independence and then going to NXT type of thing, Bobby uh, being in Impact for a while, and then things like that. So either way, it's something we just haven't been pushed down our throats, and it's a sort of fresh matchup. And the aforementioned having Tommaso Ciampa and Bobby Lashley a couple weeks prior just be able to let go and just have a match and both look strong and both look competitive. We saw a heel and a baby face. And then to further cement the fact that I think the next week we were allowed to see a baby face versus baby face AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley and not have to sort of get cheap heat where one of them has to turn heel. No, we can just have two guys just fight it out you know and just have a match type of thing and sort of just be competitive as well so we can see a dynamic in that but the potential of having a bobby lashley and a gargano match again just letting both guys sort of shine and get offense in and tell a story and just give it some time i think damn that could be a solid matchup
1: and the other thing that we just kind of, well, just kind of missed and kind of popped into my head even at the, this point in time is we could see Ciampa versus Gargano again. Yes. Like we could, we could run that back. We could also, even if Trips is feeling a bit squirrely down the line, whenever neither of them are in a title scene, neither of them have titles, a DIY reunion.
0: Yeah. So it might, that even happen. Might give the opportunity for folks that hadn't seen it in NXT, the, champa and gargano the down the line maybe at a mania just have them face mm. off you know what i'm saying yeah even, not even for a title just a singles match because they could just a singles match yeah. they can just have a banger if the, if they lead up is done well so
1: yeah, yeah. I, r- I reckon that they would do so it, like it doesn't i don't even think that they they need anything too much to lead into that like i reckon you could just be like oh by the way Tommaso champa and johnny because by then you know Champa will have his full name back let's let's face it we need him to have his full name back just because uh so Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano is like first third of Wrestlemania day one you're just like I'm done like no build I don't care I'm done you know it'll just be a popcorn match but it'll be a dang good popcorn match there's no stipulations no drama you just get to sit and watch 15-20 minutes of good wrestling of them just popping, you know, popping the, uh, the people who've seen them before doing spots that you're just like, oh, okay. Oh, you're going for, oh no, don't do that. Come on. Like, how can you, how can you not? That's, that's an easy, that's an easy win in my books.
0: Yeah. And I, as I think of just as my brain percolates for potential matchups, think about just a, what a hoss fight, if he wanted to go for the intercontinental against Gunther, right. Johnny can possibly have a a solid match against Seth Rollins, right? A Johnny and AJ match can just be super good. You know, I think if they, if in the right circumstances, a Johnny versus Finn and just let Finn wrestle and be a little bit more of that Prince character that we've seen potentially in New Japan and, and, and seen very, very small flashes of, like those are just like fresh matchups and just... Some things that folks, if again, just give them a little time, give them like 15, 15 minutes, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe a 20. But if you let these guys go, you're just going to get a solid match out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. That is the one thing that you kind of need to understand as well is that going into this era of uh Papa Polovesque, uh, You know, you see a lot of people going, oh, well, we'll get an extra five minutes, but it's a bit of a gimmick. You know, he's just adding five minutes onto a match in Raw, like here, this, that, and everywhere. And you're just like, well, he's adding five minutes onto a match where before you were complaining that we would have got a segment repeated five times for eight minutes on top of a three-minute match that had no bearing on anything. And now you're going to want to complain about a 10-minute match between two amazing wrestlers. Like, you need to pick a hill to die on, and it's definitely not going to be the hill where I get to see Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. go. Like, please, just pick a hill other than the one you're trying to die on, because this one is a no-death zone. This is a really, really good wrestling zone. Like, come on. We have so much good talent coming in right now that we didn't think we were ever going to get to see because of the previous regime's hatred towards the little guy and now you have such amazing talent free reign to give us what they've got they aren't restricted by you have to sound like this play up the irishness you know uh oh you have to do you have to do this here you know go on um go and act like a little Leprechaun and call yourself butch, you know, no more of this nonsense. Just wait and have a banger boys
0: I'll take five more minutes added on to a potentially strong matchup as opposed to a Recap of something we literally just saw cut to the announcer desk of them just spouting bollocks or just saying words repeatedly or kind of things that don't make sense and then Doing a video package, which we saw maybe once or twice, potentially in or earlier in the show, or just a superfluous backstage segment that really doesn't kind of thing. I'll take a little bit more wrestling of an, uh, an engaged storyline as opposed to any and all that that could probably fill eight or nine minutes of the things that I just mentioned.
1: Exactly. No, I, I've seen the complaints made that, you know, this is all that Triple H is doing. Like, this is some sort of cheat code that he's putting in, just like, oh, this is how he's having a really good show. And It's like, oh, you you mean on his wrestling show,
2: he's allowing people to wrestle? Oh, I didn't realize that was a cheat code and just kind of the bloody point of it all.
0: Kind of would make sense, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'm going to start booking a wrestling show, but I'm actually just going to have a swimming contest and invite Michael Phelps.
0: Like, that'll come work. On. That'll work.
2: The, the
1: point of the wrestling show is to have the wrestling, boys and girls.
0: You kind of need that on a wrestling show.
1: Exactly, it's not to watch terrible acting by some
2: no nonsense weirdo.
1: Like, okay, it's like I am on the TV. I am doing an interview. I really cannot speak because I have no charisma. It's like legitimately that is nine out of nine out of ten of these interviews
0: what do i what guys. do i do with my hands what do i do with <laughs> my hands? My... <laughs> let's put them what down what do you
1: mean <laughs> <laughs> it's just the ricky bobby all over again they are except they never turn into the actual ricky bobbies where they have all the
0: yeah it's one of those it's tough. you're gonna have folks that like certain things and folks that like other things so can't win them all but for the general in terms of like viewership and overall response folks have been liking sort of what's been happening lately
2: yeah yeah and
1: uh, as someone who was legitimately fast forwarding through all of raw i got a three-hour show down to 15 minutes and that was with me taking a toilet break So, I mean, you know, I am not exactly a huge fan of the old regime. I'm not even a fan of like that, you know, of all wrestling when it comes to absolute terrible booking. Because even this past Raw, I watched the Johnny Gargano stuff, I watched a couple of other little sections, but I still fast forwarded through an awful lot of it. And it's the same with AEW. Like, if it's not engaging, if it's boring, or if you're trying to be too cute and you're trying to go this is long-term booking for six months down the line oh wait we don't have a pay-per-view <sighs> speed it up boys and girls like if you're trying to make it all cutesy and trying to stretch things out whatever and it doesn't make any sense then you're gonna lose me Like i get it people want that long-term booking i do too but as long as it makes sense and you don't wait three weeks to get to the next story beat, or forget what you were doing in the first place, which seems like what they've done with an awful lot of people in AEW. Just like the fact that in WWE, we have a lot of threads going on at once. They might be minor, but at least they're all going on at
2: once.
0: Yeah, the ideal piece is that you, as a viewer, would want to have things that engage you right whatever that pe- whatever that thing is it's the character it's the lines or the promo type of thing it's the it's the action it's the it's the elements the little pieces that you know what something about it i kind of wanted to check it out or i might rewind it or i definitely want to watch it type of thing and it's a tough part again like i just mentioned before with any piece of media and specifically the wrestling community not everything is going to land and not every he's gonna like sort of the same thing so I'll agree for the most part if it if it resonates with you as the viewer whatever it is again then you're engaged to check it out again
2: Exactly. yeah
0: but we are glad to have Johnny back and it seems like once again like in the recent weeks with some of these returns we have hope for the future so in terms of Johnny having potential matchups and things of such. We're looking forward to it and we enjoyed it. So definitely, if you also enjoyed Johnny coming back to WWE, let us know down in the comment section below, as well as on Twitter, Instagram, what your thoughts of Johnny coming back and potential matchups for him in WWE. All right, and coming up to quick hits. So for some of the newer listeners, quick hits are little segments that happened throughout the week that we may not have gotten a chance to cover full-fledged in the actual discussions, but we enjoyed and we wanted to highlight. We have these little pieces that, again, like I said, we enjoyed to sort of pop the boys segments that we wanted to share with you folks. So I'll start us off here. My segment comes from this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite. And I'm specifically pointing out the Ricky Starks promo. And he says here that he's mad and he's got a lot of stuff to deal with. And he's thought that he had a real friend in Will Hobbs. And Will checked on him every week when he broke his neck. But the thing about people wanting to see you do good is that they never want you to see you doing better than them. He always made sure Hobbs ate when he did. He's got the nerve to sit there and blame Ricky. And then he comes and hits him in the neck, and he knows how close he was, again, to losing it all. You saw the vitriol and the passion and the pause when he got emotional when he said, you hit me in the neck. And Ricky says he considered him a friend, and he knows that he's a low-down, dirty, slimeball-scheming snake. And where he's from, he cut the heads off, snake. One of my favorite little lines here says, Bring your $5 ass to Chicago and fight me it all out. So very impassioned promo. One of the things I mentioned before, especially Ricky doing promos in these last couple of weeks, that he's got that little bit of like really sharp attacking intensity that reminded me of like the flare in like 97, 98, kind of battling Bischoff, and he's kind of like, fight me Bischoff, fire me, fire me Bischoff. like in that super just sharp, razor sharp intensity and that kind of like, those little pauses and the kind of the, the mannerisms and the intensity that you feel, and he's got kind of like, he reminded me a little bit of that, and especially in this one, you know, when he just, he stopped and he's like, you know what, you hit me in the neck, and you, you see him like he's, shoot, like, I might cry at this moment, but you know what, like, nah, dude. I'm not going to let you see that. I'm not going to let you have that type of thing. So, at the end of the day, strong strong promo from Ricky. Felt real. It Felt impassioned. As a viewer, I was like, man, okay. I, You sold me. You sold me on You Wanna Fight Hobbs. Heck yeah. So I was all in for it. it definitely just, I got goosebumps when I, like shoot goosebumps when I listened to that promo, which is why I wanted to share it. Because I like, yeah. man. I felt, I felt, felt good about this promo, so, yeah.
2: It was such a good promo. Like, there's, other than, like,
1: there's nothing more that I could add other than, you know, we have mentioned before that Ricky is drumming himself up to be one of the best in the business on the mic. Um, This was one more notch in the belt of amazing promos for Ricky. Uh, he has such amazing skill on that mic. It is unbelievable uh, that he just kind of he he kind of pulls you in to uh, to listen uh, to pay attention to understand what's going through uh, through his mind right now. And you know he said he he tells us how uh, Hobbs is his friend and how he called him every week to find out how he was. And not only that, you know, that uh, he was—he would make sure that there was enough to eat for Hobbs at his table. But whenever, you know, the spotlight shone on him, he made sure that it shone enough on the both of them. And I, I just loved these lines that kept coming in, and he was just so good here, and he really drummed up me wanting to see this match. Um, like, there's nothing else that you can. You can kind of expect other than just one heck of a match going to go on.
0: We talked about in previous episodes how some guys are good in the ring. Some guys can be good on the mic. Some guys can have flashes of where they can be good at both. And Ricky's athletic, for sure. But I think he really resonates at the current moment in time. He's stronger on the mic, for sure. And again, this whole promo was two, maybe two and a half minutes. It wasn't, you know wasn't crazy long but in those two two and change minutes you felt if you you were drawn in like you said and you know what you you want you it resonated with me and I'm sure it resonated with other folks and that's what you know what makes me want to potentially see more from this person from this character from Ricky mm-hmm. and we had little bits of, of elements from Hob earlier in the show and in past weeks little segments here but you know what hot damn you know what from this promo i want to see ricky and will fight based off the premise of this promo and uh, and at the end of the day i mentioned it before promos the purpose of a promo is to, to sell the match and get butts into seats and sell the tickets and get you invested and you know what you're 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 making you're giving me a reason to want to see it and I want to get engaged with it, and uh, we talked about it, you're putting down your opponent, and if they're just like some, you know, small, insignificant person, or some just jobber, or some, some in, no, they don't mean anything, then if you're putting them down, then if you beat them, it doesn't mean anything, but you know what, Hobbs, he put over Hobbs as well, he put over himself, and he made me feel it, and I want to see this match now.
1: Yeah, we mentioned earlier on the show that the uh, big ticket items are what sell pay-per-views, and that is 100% the case, but this match being added on to a pay-per-view, like this is one of those gems that you get as an added bonus. So you get like a really, really good, uh, you get a really, really good big ticket item, and then you get this match with this build, like that is, that is icing on the cake
0: agreed so yeah thank you ricky for throwing it in and making me want to see this match so that was my quick hit from this week uh joker do you have one for this week
1: this week i do not have one probably owing to the fact that there's no more g1 climax um but you know we'll, we'll put that aside uh there was a couple of high moments in this week but unfortunately nothing that i could quantify as giving me the pop um maybe I was feeling a bit cynical this week.
0: That's yeah, all good. Like we mentioned before, there's going to be weeks where maybe there's nothing that just really strongly resonates and nothing pops us. And sometimes there might be a couple, but I think with these, it's more about being genuine as opposed to kind of just going for that sort of cheap pop of like, Hey, I just saw a thing and maybe it's not genuine. This was this Ricky Starks problem, Like I said, I got shoot goosebumps when I listened to it and I was like, man, I definitely want to share this one. Cause I felt, yeah. I felt strongly about this and I'm sure as did other folks. So yeah, yeah. all good. Our,
1: our our previous ones have always been a case of like, we haven't just picked them because we thought we needed to fill a spot. And that is the thing with these quick hits, like each and every single one of them, regardless of how much, uh, you know, you think we're talking about it or uh, how many views they get, because we do post these quick kits as shorts on the YouTube as well. It's like, it doesn't matter how many views they get they legitimately had an impact on us that week uh because they were so good uh whether or not it was the wrestling the story the build uh what was said what was done in the quick hits so definitely uh it's always going to be something that genuinely uh hits
0: us somewhere well said so those were our quick hits from this week let us know down in the comment section below or on Twitter or Instagram if you have a quick hit from this week or anything that resonated strongly with you. Alright, so that's gonna do it for us. That about wraps it up, man. Joker, how was uh, how was it for you, brother?
1: Yeah, it was good. It was good. We got another return, another nice little return. We got some
0: complaining done
1: out of the way. I always feel good when I get to complain about wrestling. Um you know, and 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 hopefully people don't just see me as, as, as wanting to hit on, you know, one or the other brand. Uh, because I hate them both equally. It's you know, it's just one of those things. I'm a very nasty person.
0: Yeah, it never hurts when you can bang on about something for sure. And you can kind of give out. Yeah, it never hurts. But it's one of those the veteran listeners know, for the folks that have been with us for a while, again, we just want we want good wrestling, we want good stories that we can get invested in. And sometimes, you know, one company or sometimes both at different portions of the time can sort of kind of let us down a little bit. And, you know, like we'd mentioned earlier, we just we feel that maybe the build to the upcoming pay-per-view all out, AEW hasn't been doing the best job. So there's going to be hits, there's going to be misses, there's going to be stumbles, hills and valleys. But, you know, we're uh, we just we just want we want good, good stories good wrestling, good things for wrestling as a whole. Indeed. And as we mentioned before, where we sign off here, we had a little bit of a programming note coming up this coming week. So in terms of the next episode, we're actually gonna have that out a little bit earlier. So this one is going to, if you're listening to it on launch day, happy Sunday folks. If you're not listening to it on launch day, Hope your day's going fantastic. But in terms of episode 16, this will be coming out on this coming Thursday again. So we will be getting the next episode out a little earlier in the week. It's because your old pal PT is moving. And not only is PT moving, PT is moving cross country. So I'm doing a lot of work this coming week in order to get this, this particular episode out, uh, get the quick hit edited and situated and scheduled out, and then record and edit the next episode coming out this week to also have that prepared. And the next episode is most likely going to be the predictions for the upcoming AEW All Out, as well as the WWE Clash at the Castle. So a lot to do in this coming week. Uh, in terms of the show, but then also be prepared for me to completely uproot my life and move across the country. So again, to the too long, don't read. will be, we'll be getting an episode coming out a little earlier than expected this week for the next episode.
1: And hopefully PT will find himself in a situation where he is nice and calm and serene after the stress that is editing and uploading and doing all this while i sit here and just go what
2: are my pt is hmm okay
0: so again appreciate your folks understanding with the uh, little bit of a slight change in the programming of it here but notwithstanding the subsequent episode which will be 17 hopefully should be as part of our regularly scheduled programming so But if anything, stay tuned to Twitter or Instagram, or you can follow us individually as well on our Twitters or uh, potentially on our Discords as well, our individual Discords for more information. But the info definitely is down below if you want to find out a little bit more information of what's going on potentially with the future as well as updates on the show. All right, thank you for that. So for this episode for TF Joker.
1: Thank you very much for being here
0: and for me pretty Tony. We thank you for your time and letting us be a part of your day. And remember be good to yourself, be good to each other and we will catch you next time. Peace.